previously on Nerd Talk Radio. A couple of enemies that I was killing with no problem on the lower difficulties, um, I found even with like my max of stats and max weapons, I was dying. I'm actually playing um, Shadow of War and Assassin's Creed Origins. Well, Middle Earth, Shadow of War, and Assassin's Creed Origins. I think like what a lot of games they're doing now they're adding like an rpg element to like the single player games and it it's really interesting to see how and why they do certain things i'm a i'm a weird gamer so episode five episode five hey world and welcome to another episode of nerd talk a podcast about games movies tech tech in everything cars television shows you name it, you're nerdy about it, we talk about it. I'm your host, Techboy101, or 101 Techboy, still on the site. This is iPhone 7. PlayStation Plus is where the players are. Now, the Hope has found his home. So today is Tech Boy, and I got my man Jert the Blaze on here. Just a little nerd talk for you guys, all right? Here you go. A lot of people are having issues with different phones. I know a lot of people who are switching from iPhones and going to something else. Yeah. I guess it's iOS 11. I guess that's what's giving everyone issues. But I also know a lot of people that are going from everything else and moving over to iPhone. So it's, it's, there's no perfect phone. It's yeah, just what you can deal with at the time, I guess, is what it comes down to. Yeah, I hear you. It seems like, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like how people that are quote unquote normal mm-hmm. want to be different, right. and people that are different want to be normal. You know that it's yeah. kind of like that. So kind of. people that have iPhones want Android. People that have Androids want iPhone. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. That's I mean, yeah, that is definitely how it goes. I mean, I know some people like Goat, for example, he has genuine issues with his phone where yeah. he he's just his phone. It shuts off when it gets to, I think, like when it gets to the low teens, it'll just shut mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Even though it's not dead, it dies really quickly. It, it's really buggy. And so I told him to upgrade to the new iOS, but he said that's probably going to make it worse. And I, I completely understand where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to do that either. Yeah, um, I I refuse to go to um, Apple because everything that they do is designed to lock you into their ecosystem. I I prefer the flexibility. Uh, well, to be honest, that flexibility doesn't even exist anymore mm-hmm. to to remove batteries. Everybody's trying to mimic Apple. That's part of the reason why I get upset when Apple say, sets trends that I feel don't really don't really help me. I lose a lot of convenience, I feel, with Apple products. Um, not having the removal battery for one. Google, uh, Samsung got on that train. They removed the headphone jack. Now Google Pixel 2 and the, the Razer, the new Razer smartphone is also, doesn't have a black uh, a headphone jack. Mm. It's just going to keep, you know, setting a trend. So I was actually talking about this with um, a few people today. And that's funny that you say that because we were saying that Apple doesn't create anything. 
what Apple does, they take things that other people do and make them better. The perfect example of that is wireless charging. I don't have the new iPhone, but according to everyone who has it, the wireless charging is amazing. And when I had the uh, Samsung Galaxy 7, I believe, the wireless charging was so slow. It was really, for me, it was a waste of time. Mm. But, you know, when Apple's doing it, it's supposed to be that much better. So... Talking about the Qualcomm fast charging with Snapdragon? Mm-hmm. That? Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if, that, if, if wireless charging and fast charging were, were the same thing. No, they're, yeah. they're completely different. Because as so far as I can tell, this fast charging is relatively recent, isn't it? Like, I was just reading today about graphene mm-hmm. coated batteries, I think, that can allow charging in up to 10 to 15 minutes. Let me see if I can find that. Yeah, that's um right. That's something that's new. Um, and I believe the Pixel has... I don't know if it's this type of battery, but they have something that's like that, that charges really quickly. Mm-hmm. If it's not the Pixel, it, I saw a commercial for it. So, and I believe the Apple, the i, the uh, iPhone X or the iPhone 10 charges pretty quickly as well. Oh, shit, my microphone. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Um, but they have like this super battery for your house, but that's not exactly what I'm speaking of. Hmm. Yeah, Tesla, like like you said, I agree with what you said uh, about um, the CEO, Elon Musk. Yeah. He, he's, he is literally the realistic version of Tony Stark. If yeah. you look at what they're doing, what Tesla's doing, it's so innovative and so amazing. Mm-hmm. Creating the, that, the truck, I don't know the name, but it's supposed to be out in 2020. Um, it's supposed to be super powerful. It's all electric, uh, charges faster than filling up your diesel tank, and it's just amazing. But even from there, they're creating the world's fastest car. That's cheaper than, what, a Maserati, I think. And it's, it's They created zero. the world's fastest car, and it's cheaper than a Maserati? Correct. It's, it's supposed to be 0 to 60 in 1.6 seconds, right? Yeah, well, I think 1.9. 1.9 1. seconds. Uh which is crazy, you know. How do you get how do you get to the that that level of precision when measuring zero to sixty run? But pretty sure they took a number of tests and like got an average. But mm-hmm. yeah, that, that is amazing. That I is. remember I was driving. I wasn't driving. I had a friend who has a Hyundai Genesis Coupe, mm-hmm. um, the 2013 Hyundai Genesis Coupe that has like somewhere around the 300 horsepower or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember at that time I didn't really know how to how to drive stick. So he was showing me some things. And I, I asked him, why is it that people say that you can downshift to accelerate? And then I was like, is that possible? And he said, yeah. And then he was in sixth. He dropped it all the way down to third. And then he blasted off because the revs were so high. I had never felt an acceleration that fast in my life. Right. You know, and that's, that's the fastest car that I've been in up to this point. Uh, my car is a lot slower. But, um, but still, I was like, holy shit, this is fast. Right, and I can't imagine what zero to sixty in one point nine seconds is like. Does 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 a, a plane even accelerate that fast? Um, uh, that's a great question. Like to get off the runway. That's a great question, actually. Let me look. Let me look that up. I mean, 
I'm going to assume so, but I don't know. Yeah, I think, I mean, most people, the fastest they go is probably in an airplane when they do that low, that kind of acceleration, right? Right. Um, yeah, this is... It's amazing um, what Tesla's doing, and it's, it's just... I have nothing but respect for them. I can't wait to see what they do. Mm-hmm. I want a Tesla. I'm not even going to lie. I don't care to have the world's fastest car, but I like the innovation behind electric cars. Mm-hmm. You know, the last electric car I was in was a rental that my wife had, and it was like the max speed was like 100. So you're not going 100. You're going like 70 or 60. Uh-huh. Um and, the and even then were, it's struggling exactly so it would be nice to be in an electric car that i can just hit 70 and cruise 70 and, mm-hmm. and the know. thing with the electric cars is it's instant torque delivery exactly so like you just step on the gas and leave somebody in the dust exactly <laughs> you don't have to deal with anything like turbo lag or waiting for VTEC to kick in or anything like that it's just you get on the gas and it's there you go yep and that's amazing. Oh. There's, yeah. It's, I know people don't really understand cars and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not that much of an enthusiast as I used to be. But trust me, to just be able to have your car and have, uh, I guess, t- to now is records, full control over your car is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's part of the reason why I'm still driving stick is the level of control that I can have over the car. Right. Um, but the thing that I like about electric vehicles is like there's much less vibration from from the internal combustion engine if it's an electric vehicle you don't have to deal with that that noise you don't have to deal with that that vibration that comes from the mm-hmm. engine right uh, so it seems like it would just make for a much more comfortable ride all to, all around you know and, right? like it feels like you're almost like riding on dubs right now yeah, <laughs> <I'm kidding>. right. <laughs> <laughs> Like you're riding on air or right. or on ice or something like that, something very smooth. And that's and that's just the operations of the car. That's not even speaking of all the miraculous technical features that it has, like um, non-leave lane departure, uh, stay in lane lane departure. I, I can't remember the the exact technical name for it, but it has auto brakes. And I know it was said about the trucks, but I can't remember about the car that. Um, if you pass out in the in the truck, the truck will eventually just come to a stop if it doesn't sense you stepping on the gas. I wonder if the cars do that as well. Hmm. That's that's amazing, the amount of innovation that goes into this. But I had a friend, I had a friend bring this up, and then I looked it up. What about this? Brings up a whole new list of issues because now you know all electric cars, you have computers and blah, 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 that control the cars. If you have a computer, that means you can be hacked. So yeah. you're, you're preempting a lot of uh, war in Iraq videos right now. Right. Uh, what you're talking about with electric vehicles is, is true. Actually, today there was just, I was just browsing on Twitter. Let me bring it up real quick. Mm-hmm. There was a tweet about people are, okay, it's from IVT News. Thieves are now picking up signals from car keys, getting car keys sitting inside people's homes to make off with their vehicles. And people are saying, keep your keys in the microwave. Because <laughs> you know, the microwave stops the signal. Right. Yeah, I was just like, 
and then there and then it wasn't just cars that were hacked. It was like a couple of weeks ago there was a report about a plane being hacked as well. That's hackers scary. were yeah, were able to acquire some controls of some of the systems in the in the plane. So Right. Like that's I, a, that's it's a major concern. It is, and I, I'm I completely understand why. It's it's ridiculously intimidating. Um it's one of those things where it's like, why do people have to destroy such an amazing thing, you know? Yeah. It's like, if you want my car, take my car, you know? Don't hack it with me in it. I don't want to die because you want my car. If you want to take it. But it's, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I, I've, I watched a video recently with uh, two guys. It's a show. It's on TV. I don't have the name of the show in front of me, but I saw it on YouTube. And these two guys, they hacked the car. And it, everyone knew what was happening. It wasn't like uh, they weren't tricking anyone. They were actually showing how easy it is. So they hacked the car, and they were fully controlling the car from their house. So they, wow. had, they literally, they weren't, the first video, they, they hacked the car from inside the car. And then the next one, they, they hacked the car from their house while this car is on the freeway. And they shut the car off. They, they put the brakes on. They change. They turn the music off. They turn the music on. They they just contr- fully control the car, and that's really scary. And if someone can hack you, and they they don't even have to be in your vicinity. Yeah, there. That was the whole. That was part of the premise of was it Fast and Furious Eight, Fast Eight, mm-hmm. where the hacker, the the lead hacker, I forget what her name was. Oh, I'm forgetting what her name was. But you know, Ramsey. She was Ramsey was part of this person's crew. Right. right. And um, part of the drama involving Dom mm-hmm. when he goes rogue mm-hmm. is, you know, this, oh, this, what do you want to call it, um, hacker-in-chief, essentially, mm-hmm. um, basically automates a whole bunch of vehicles that are connected, that are basically uh, smart vehicles, essentially, right. connected to the internet in some way, shape, or form. And in, the vi- and in the movie, they talk about, she says, like, give me all zero days related to, like, Smart cars or something like that. Mm-hmm. All the exploits that they can use in order to get the cars to work. Now, obviously, it's it's um, a larger-than-life, unrealistic portrayal of what can happen. Right. But at least currently. Currently. But, you know, as hacking tools become more sophisticated, uh, you're going to see, you're going to see, you know, we don't know what the future holds right now, but, I mean, the stuff of science fiction... Sooner or later, we're going to become science fact. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And it's, it'll be, I feel it'll be sooner than later where we'll start seeing things like this happening. Mm-hmm. People getting hacked and, you know, if the government or whoever stays proactive, they can um, stay on top of a lot of the issues that may arise. Mm-hmm. But that's if they stay on top of it. Which yeah. I'm sure they are. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is the thing. This is the thing. The government, we, they, we don't know if they're staying on top of everything. Because because I mentioned the shadow brokers in one of my War in Cyrac videos. Mm-hmm. When, it, when it came to the eternal exploit, the eternal romance exploit that was used in Bad Rabbit, mm-hmm. this was released by the shadow brokers. Right. Who have been disclosing a wide variety of hacking tools used by the NSA. Mm-hmm. 
And just recently, there, just today, I, I think I was going to make a uh, make a video about it. I mean, I, I'm still going to, but it's something called the Red Drive, which was uh, uh, the hard disk drive, which was located on a what I think is an Amazon Web Services server, mm-hmm. which contained uh, like high level government NSA documents. Wow. It was a drive. Yeah, let me see if I can. It's circulating circulating around the internet right now. That's crazy. And, uh, that's let me true. See. Yeah, that's the thing. And then, of course, um, you have people that there's a huge underground market for zero day exploits and things like that. It's not just the NSA that has these tools. Like earlier this year, I mean, they do have their tools. Like earlier this year, the the NSA had like this project called Angel Fire, I think, which was able to alter the boot sector of a computer. It's malware that alters the boot sector. It's they have these crazy crazy tools, man. Yeah, I was and, about to say that's that that's so by altering the boot sector of a computer, what in what would that do? Yeah, I was gonna make a video about that. I didn't I didn't ever get around to it because you know the the ransomware stuff kept dropping. Mm-hmm. It's like just new ransomware, new ransomware, new ransomware. I was like, okay, let me just cover this because the Angel Fire stuff was like. August of this year, but let me see. Angel Fire. Yeah, okay. It's a CIA malware. It's CIA, actually, not NSA, but as part of his Vault 7 leaks, WikiLeaks today revealed details about a new implant developed by the CIA dubbed Angel Fire to target computers running Windows Windows operating system. So let's see. Um, Angel Fire framework consists of five following components. Solar time. It modifies the partition boot sector to load and execute the Wolf Creek kernel code Every time the system boots up, so let's see what it what it gets. What, what could it do? Um, let me see where's the. I see which is. So the 32-bit version of implant works against Windows XP and Windows 7, while the 64-bit implant can target Server 2008 R2 and Windows 7. So according to WikiLeaks, Angel Fire requires administrative privileges on a target computer for successful installation. So yeah, it will require some privilege escalation before you can implement this. But still, uh, infects boots system boot sector to hack Windows PC. It's crazy. Uh, all these tools that are all these tools that have been disclosed either by WikiLeaks or the shadow brokers or whoever mm-hmm. makes it so that hackers are now. Hackers are now you know, having some of the work done for them, right? Because the CIA has all they're sitting on all this intel and it's just being leaked. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the problem that I think people have is um, when these details become widely publicized, because then almost every hacker knows about it. I was like when the WPA2 security flaw was discovered earlier this um, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, why is this stuff being you know, circulated around. Why is everybody talking about it like this? Because eventually, hackers are going to try to, you know, right. try to exploit this in the wild to get away with crime. Right. You know, code, ex- not code. Oh, yeah, maybe code execution, but more so like malware insertion mm-hmm. and, and theft of a Wi-Fi signal, all the data that they can intercept, all that kind of stuff. And they're basically. By saying, hey, look, there's these new vulnerabilities out there. They're broadcasting it to people that want to do, have malintent with these, you know, 
vulnerabilities, right. but I they're, digress. I agree. They're putting they're putting the wrong tools. They're putting the right tools in the wrong people's hands. And they're yeah. making it so easy for them to just do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the opposite of what should be happening. We shouldn't be I agree, not broadcasting all of this information is literally just putting everybody at some type of risk. Yeah, absolutely. That's crazy, though. I didn't realize it was as massive as that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's crazy. Well, yeah, electric vehicles, smart cars, Mm -hmm. um, the Internet of Things is great in terms of its convenience, but it, it raises a security problem security challenge and um it's uh, just another there's going to be all these extra layers of protection that are going to be needed in order to mitigate those risks so yeah. we'll see nowadays becoming a smart everything and not just not just the, not just the the security risks mm-hmm. but also these things don't these things are vehicles for advertisement is like every single one of your smart Ooh. devices advertises for something. Mm-hmm. That's part of the perks that you get with, you know, some of the free, like I guess, software to run a lot of these devices. Mm-hmm. Is that there's adware in it. That's so true. every single little device, your your smart refrigerator. Oh, we're low on milk. You got to buy milk, and we have a great deal on milk or whatever. Right. Your smart refrigerator, your smart toaster, your smart laundromat. Your, I mean, your smart uh, laundry machine, mm-hmm. all these things, your smart TV, all these things and services that you subscribe to, mm-hmm. just <laughs> endlessly advertise things to you. You're right. And, I mean, that does get annoying. And, I mean, it. I know they're just trying to make money by being helpful, in a sense. But it's it's like... You know, to get away from being hacked, you have to add all these layers of protection. So it's like, there's no win-win. There's no way to get away from, you know, just all... Mm -hmm. I don't even know the right term that I'm looking for, but there's just no way to get away from hackers of some sort. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. There's a saying that cybersecurity personnel have mm-hmm. that uh, there are two types of companies, those that have been hacked and those that don't know it yet. So <laughs> right. you just have to assume that your organization has been attacked. Like there uh, was October was uh, Cybersecurity Awareness Month, and I went to a seminar held at my job for cybersecurity awareness and things like that for us to just be more aware of the ways in which but to add all uh, these layers of cyber criminals try to attack our organization for you to be hacked and like uber was just in the news for for paying hackers a hundred thousand dollars i mean it wasn't ransomware but uh, paying hackers out a hundred thousand dollars in order to um make sure that they would not use any of the information or to delete the information i think they had like one and a half million credit card inf- credit card details or some kind of personally identifying information that could be used uh, for theft, some form of theft, um, and they paid out, I think, a hundred thousand dollars to the hackers in order to, you know, keep it quiet and to basically promise that they won't, you know, use this information for malicious purposes. But that's crazy. That is crazy. That's crazy. A hundred thousand dollars they pay out to hackers. Most ransomware is typically successful, and now you're seeing the burgeoning of a billion-dollar criminal industry for people that just 
all they need, all they need, they don't, you don't really need too much in the way of technical know-how or capabilities in order to, to be a hacker, That's to, true. in order to get away with a lot of these things. Right. A you lot can of the literally start tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Just to be, uh, you know, an, uh, an F boy on the dark web right. <laughs> or an F boy on the internet. That's, you know, it's crazy. But uh, I didn't realize we were going to get into warrants Iraq type stuff today. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, I um, I have a friend who works in uh, – he does – he's a network engineer for a hedge fund. Mm-hmm. So he says literally he has a job because bad people exist. That's yeah. why he has a job. Hey. Because bad people exist. So. <laughs> hey, I mean, you got to check. Yeah, true. He, got, he has a check. So it's like, God. Jeez, it's. I think the way. I don't think it's gonna get any better. I think it's. It's. If it does get better, it's gonna get worse first. We're gonna. It's gonna be an extreme need for something big to happen, and then something's gonna happen. Yeah. It's not like no one's just gonna get ahead of the game and just fix this issue. So this is something that I see a lot more. The job industry really going up here in cybersecurity and. Things like that. Even with um, in my job, they're really hiring a lot of people in cybersecurity. Like we get we get um, emails. I get an email from some type of a hacker with uh, malware or ransomware or something. Literally, like once a week, mm. I get at least one. So, and, and that's one that slipped through all the cracks and got to me. Wow. So that, that doesn't even mention the ones that don't, that don't slip through the cracks. Yeah. That's all it takes is for one of these things to slip through the cracks and then it infects the whole, the, the whole, whole network. Yeah. And then the whole system is compromised. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge underground market for these things, for these, um, exploits, and the the problem is is that there's a huge asymmetry when it comes to how you can make money in cybersecurity. So you can make more money by selling exploits to hackers who would pay you a large lump sum. You can get like like Google, for example, they have a bug bounty program, um, and some applica- some app developers will pay you like somewhere in the ballpark of like let's say one thousand to five thousand dollars for a bug, like a severe bug. But you're talking about hackers who get paid easily ten thousand dollars for, you know, for these things. You know, even, and and then there are people that get paid in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. There are middlemen. There are brokers for these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Where there's an actual underground criminal organization where there are brokers that will negotiate prices between suppliers of vulnerabilities and exploits and people that want to buy them for whatever kind of malfeasance, digital or cyber malfeasance that they have in mind. And so when you have something like Google paying you $5,000 versus a, a guy you're working with who can negotiate the price upwards of a hundred to even $250,000, it's like, what are you going to do? Who are you, you going to go with? Yeah, that's true. Makes it very difficult to be in cybersecurity because not only not only do you have the fact that hackers sometimes will want to target you. Mm-hmm. There's something called the leak the analyst campaign on Twitter, where they actually leak the details. They will dox cybersecurity experts and researchers. So they're they're kind of put in the crosshairs of of this battle in terms of their personal life gets affected because hackers target them and their families and whatnot. 
the guy who was leading the cybersecurity seminar at my job, for example, told us that he was he was targeted in this leak the analyst campaign because our organization is pretty big, pretty important. So he was targeted. So that not only do you have that risk, but you also have the fact that the risk to reward in terms of how much you can get paid as a hacker almost seems to weigh in favor of being hacked. So it's like it's a very difficult industry, man. It is. It's, it's a, the same concept. The nice guy finishes last. Yeah. And yeah. that holds true here as well. Because, yeah, I, I actually, I don't know much about cybersecurity. That's the one thing that I kind of stray away from because I just, I just do. But from all the research that I have done, from all the meetings I've set up about cybersecurity, mm-hmm. it's, it's no joke. It's, it, there's a lot that's happening at all times. There's, it's not like it's one person or one group. There's thousands of people and thousands of groups all yeah. with the same purpose, to get the information. And whoever gets it first wins. It's like a bounty. Mm-hmm. That's literally what it is. It's a bounty. Whoever gets the information first gets the money. There's a whole bunch of things nowadays like ransomware as a service, uh, mm-hmm. DDoS as a service. Right. And I was wondering... So there are people that will sell you these services where you can leverage them to make more money than you would pay out for the service. So I was wondering, is there ever such a thing as uh, DDoS of DDoS as a service services? So you deny you DDoS somebody that's supplying DDoS services. <laughs> like it's like hacking back somebody that hacked you. Right. I, I think it's it's definitely a possibility. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Uh if that ever happens, that that'd be this is like our DDoS website. Our DDoS as a service website is mm-hmm. temporarily offline because of a DDoS attack. <laughs> yeah, right. That's hilarious. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. even be surprised. The the major target for these attacks is actually the gaming industry. Yeah, no surprise. No surprise. Did you see the fact that did you see that they te- they're going to drop the Avengers Infinity War teaser trailer December third? Yes, that's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, well, it's going to be an actual trailer. The teaser, I think, is is what's floating around now, mm-hmm. and it's officially slated for Mar- for May fourth, two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. Be lit, bro! Going to be lit. <laughs> yes, it is. I can't wait. Yes, I'm it excited. is. And honestly, as far as movies go, I feel like two thousand eighteen is going to be an amazing year for movies. Mm-hmm. Watch with with the success that the Justice League had. It wasn't. It wasn't super successful yet but mm-hmm. it's having pretty good in my opinion it's having really good success where they're going to make another one mm-hmm. with the success that they got and the feedback that they got the next one is going to be amazing mm-hmm. and with that stated 2018 is going to be a building year for a lot of movies uh-huh. so I'm um, from the research that I've done I think Marvel is slowing down with the movies that they're making because mm-hmm. as you know with the Infinity War in the comic books, in the Infinity Wars, everybody dies. Damn near, <laughs> yeah. with the exception of, I think, like 20 people. Like, the Marvel mm-hmm. Universe is destroyed. Everybody's wow. dead. And then they bring people back, blah, 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 whatever. But mm-hmm. if they're going to follow this universe, the Marvel Universe at all, and they're going to start killing people off, yeah. they're going to have to do a reboot soon. And I'm excited to see what they do in the directions they go. Because now Marvel's trying to get the IPs back. So, mm-hmm. you know, they they might be finishing this off so they could start with all their IPs again. 
I, yeah, I think so. I think they were saying that some of the characters look like they're like, uh, I forget who the interview was with, but he, he, he hinted at the fact that some of the characters are going to die. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it only makes sense. Um, you can't have like, you can't have them all survive all the time. Uh, but even beyond that point, I think that he said that in Avengers, um, Avengers Infinity War 2, or essentially Avengers 4, mm-hmm. will culminate this, I guess, this phase of Marvel Cinematic Universe, and mm-hmm. then they're going to uh, focus on other characters and build other other things. Oh, Which nice. it, makes, it makes sense. Right. You know, um, they have a great team, a great production team. Mm-hmm. They just nail all their movies, man. It's like Civil War was dope. Homecoming was dope. Avengers 1 2, all of them were dope. Um, Doctor Strange was awesome. Just Iron like Man, Iron Man, yeah, Thor, Ant Man, everybody. Mm-hmm. It, it follows amazing. the same. They all follow the same methods. Mm-hmm. You know, they all have like the same color schemes. For example, it's, mm-hmm. it's the music's really similar, like it, a template. It, yes, that's that's what we can say. Okay. With Marvel, they have it all figured out. And that's what I was saying in the other podcast with Seda. If DC gets gets their act together and they get it figured out, mm-hmm. I think they will catch up to Marvel. And the I don't think with funds because that's not possible because DC's been making. I mean, Marvel's been making movies much longer, so mm-hmm. they're not. They it's not. They're not going to catch up with funds. And in terms of how much DC, Marvel's made to DC, that's not going to happen. Especially if right. they keep making movies steadily, but. With the fan base, I think their Marvel DC is going to catch up with the fan mm-hmm. base. I think with um, as many famous actors, DC is going to catch up with the notoriety they get to be innovators. I think they're going to catch up because mm-hmm. um, even if you go with their animated series, for example, all of their animated movies are amazing. I can't think of one DC animated movie that was bad that I would consider to be bad. And a lot of people that that watch animated movies and animes or whatever the case may be, honestly, completely agree. DC kills it when it comes to these. Where Marvels, they're pretty good, but they mm-hmm. don't compare to DC. When with you know, if they could get to that with their movies, DC yeah. they're going to take over. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I would I would like to see a, a major counterpart to the Marvel Cinematic Universe because there's a there's a plethora of superheroes and characters out there that are just itching for a like a full screen portrayal Mm -hmm. uh, that could really just knock it out of the park like yeah and that goes for both um brands that goes for marvel and dc yeah which is why i think their plan to culminate the avengers i guess saga Mm -hmm. is is part and parcel to introduce new characters in the marvel cinematic universe to the big screen Mm-hmm. So that people get a, a a bigger taste of of the entirety of Marvel's universes, um, our characters like right. there's like the Beyonders and the Celestials that I'm kind of a little bit interested in, right? That I would like to see developed mm-hmm. if it ever gets a big screen a big screen portrayal. Yeah. I would like to see that. See, my issue with that is if they're gonna start bringing people to the big screen, I 100 1000 percent support it. I mm-hmm. don't want them to bring one of my favorite Marvel characters to the big screen in this movie to then kill him, and then this person never gets a movie. You know, I feel yeah. like that would be pointless. 
And I feel like yeah. that's going to happen with a lot of, if they bring a lot of characters up, that's what's going to happen. Depending on who it is, who owns, blah, blah, blah. It's just characters going to come in, they're going to be important to the story, they're going to die, and then we're never going to see them in a Marvel movie again. Yeah, well, I think that they're planning on keeping Spider-Man. It looks like it. It looks like, like for example, if they did what you're saying with um, uh, the Black Panther, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd be kind of tight. Yeah, right? <laughs> because he's a dope character, man. He is. He is a dope character. And, like, if they killed Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. for example, I'd kind of be really sad because he's finally coming around to the good side to fight with the good guys. I hope, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a reunion with him, Cap, and Iron Man. I mean, like, there has to be in light of the greater threat that uh, Thanos is going to present. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think that Stark will probably recognize he was wrong to try and kill Bucky. He was probably just in a fit of rage, but he would probably recognize that he was wrong to kill him. Um, so I, I would hate for them to have had this big moment only for, you know... The Winter Soldier to die, but you know they have brilliant writers. They they executed Civil War very well. I can imagine that they're gonna do knock it out of the park with Infinity War one and two. So I'm not really too worried. Something the, the only thing would be like as you said is if they do so much of the characters just to kill them off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that suck. Something that we're we're obviously forgetting is uh, if they get the Infinity Gauntlet, they can completely reimagine the universe whoever owns the infinity gauntlet owns life mm-hmm. in theory they own essentially reality God. so they can bring everybody back to life so anyone they can kill everybody and then bring everybody back to life in the end and then go and do whatever they want if if they want to so mm-hmm. they have options that's what i'm trying to say they have a lot of options to for that yeah yeah definitely um I didn't think about that. I can't. I wonder how they're going to tell the story because Vision has the Mind Stone, I think, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, he's dead. He's dead. Vision is the first one to go. He's the first one to go. <laughs> yeah, because he needs. They need it. Daniels needs it. Vision has yeah. to die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah. So far, from all the, from all the um, videos that I've seen so far. We, from all the movies, I think we've seen three or four of the Infinity Stones. I know there was one in Thor. There was one in the Garden. There's one in the last Thor movie. There's one in Guardians of the Galaxy. There's one in Avengers with, um... Loki's Scepter? Is that, no, that's, is that the Tesseract that has a... It's... Stone? Um... Because Loki Scepter was, I think, oh no, Loki Scepter harvested the Mind Stone's power, mm-hmm. and that's what they took out in Creative Vision with. Right. But uh, I, I don't even remember all six of the. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what they are. In the mind, soul, time, space. Yeah. So there's one that controls life and death. There's one that controls time. There's one that. Um, so there's the space, reality, power, mind, soul, and time. Gosh, those are all powerful. Mm-hmm. And if you have all six, <sighs> boy, you are one strong SOB. Absolutely. I wonder where does does Marvel explain like the lore of the Infinity Stones, where they came from, how they were created? You mean like period, or in these movies so far? Period. 
Like, yeah, of and, course. And, yeah, it, it's okay. in. They have so many comic books about it. There's so many. Yeah, they've so many conversations. Yeah, it's if you look it up, you can just type them in Google and you'll find an answer like that. It seems like in most of the Marvel comics, that's where it leads. It really there's a bunch of them that lead there, so it's cool to actually see them add that in. I. I wish they would have waited a little bit longer for them to introduce a couple more characters because mm-hmm. now it's kind of at a point where you're just going to randomly add characters. That's what's going to happen. Unless you're just going to go with the set of characters that you have. So, you know, the Avengers and mm-hmm. you have the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. So, and in, in the comics, it's X-Men, Avengers, Inhumans, yeah. Or is that are they involved? Who? Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, they're they're there as well. They're technically Avengers. Yeah, that'd be great. Except uh, you'd have to find somebody to replay. No, never mind. The Fantastic Four reboot had somebody else for. I didn't even see that. But Chris Evans, he was dope as heck mm-hmm. as uh, Flash, Flash. I think what was his name in the? Was Mr. It? Mr. Fantastic. No, no, no. Chris Evans. He he plays Captain America in Avengers, but he played. The guy that that turns into a flame, in uh, the original Fantastic Four. Was he? That was him. Yeah, that oh, was him. Shoot. Yeah, played... it got it got replaced with um, what's that guy's name? Um, B Johnson, right? Michael, was it Michael B Michael Jordan? B. Jordan. Yeah, he and... was. He was. I didn't see the movie, but he he looks cool. Mm-hmm. Is that, that is movie that who he played? Horrible. The flame guy. Yeah, Michael B Jordan. The the mm-hmm. new Fantastic Four, the newest one, did not it flopped so bad. Yeah. But the cool thing about Michael B. Jordan, he's a villain in the next um in uh Black Panther. So he was Black in yeah, yeah. he was in um Oh yeah, I did see him in there. Right. He he's one of the villains in there. And mm-hmm. in one of the other podcasts that I had, uh Cash Films brought up a good point that he became a villain in the Marvel Universe. So he mm-hmm. can die, they can kill that character, and they can bring him back as anything or anyone. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a, a smart move. And he's saying that a lot of actors are actually going the bad route because that doesn't end their yeah. careers in that movie or in that right. franchise. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. That is a smart move. It's a smart move. I think like, like, Steve, like Chris Evans, he's locked into Captain America. Yeah, like you, you can't replace him. I'm, like, or, or Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Those two characters, and then of course Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Mm-hmm. Those guys are like iconic. Agreed. I mean, the whole cast is iconic. Agreed. Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. and in Avengers One, Mark Ruffalo was the one who stole the show. Mm-hmm. The newcomer stole the show. His acting was highly praised and highly well received. Yes, I completely so, agree. He did a yeah. great job. Yeah. Fancy I didn't really like agree. Ed Norton too much, but yeah, it, 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 he was cool. I thought he was believable, but when when they did the switch, I was like, yeah, I like this. Yeah. At first, here. I was actually thrown off by it. I'm not even gonna lie, but as the movie went on, I I just didn't even remember that it was a completely different person. So mm-hmm. I was I was happy about that. That was really good stuff. I feel all these movies are gonna be so great. It's we we have a lot to look forward to in terms of movies, mm-hmm. and I know 
a lot of movies that are going to come out, we're really going to like, but they're going to flop. <laughs> and it's uh, Cash Films, once again, brought up another good point. You know, how well does a movie have to do to get a sequel or to get its next one? Because he brought up a lot of movies that did like half a billion dollars that they were supposed to have a sequel, but they didn't hit the marks, so they're not getting sequels. And the movie that, uh, one of the movies that he brought up was um, Tron. Tron Legacy. Um, I'm actually going to shut down and get ready for bed, bro. So no need to set up another camera, unless you're doing it for yourself. Huh? I said I'm I'm going to actually shut down and get ready for bed. Okay. All right. It's no big deal. Yeah, it's all, it's all good. As a... I can I can use it for other things anyway. Yeah, of course, uh, of course. But, uh, but yeah, definitely. I was gonna say that. Um, uh, uh, what is it called? Um, Incredibles. The Incredibles Two. is getting a sequel. Yep. So it's another one of those that deserved a sequel a long time ago, and I'm glad to see that they're finally getting their just desserts. You know. Mm-hmm. There are a lot. Of, that's a, a podcast on its own. Movies that deserve sequels. Yeah, because <laughs> there are a lot of movies that did well, that really did well, and a sequel would be welcomed, like The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. I saw the the trailer with the baby who has like every single power, and yeah. I thought that that's interesting. I don't know where they're gonna go with that, but I, I yeah. think it's cool. Yeah, it, it changes it up a bit, you know, because mm-hmm. you have like it's almost felt like Fantastic Four. Disney's right. version of Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. So now you have something that could actually make it a little bit more interesting. Where right. I, you don't know what kind of powers he will settle into, or if those right. are all his powers. But looks 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 pretty dope. Mm-hmm. I agree. I 100% agree. I'll share a folder with you in the morning. All right, cool. This was fun as always. It's always good to just talk. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. That's bullshit. Definitely. You've been listening to Nerd Talk Radio by The Nerds List. Follow us on Twitter at The Nerds List. Follow us on Facebook at The Nerds List. Follow us on Instagram at The Nerds List.